What's up, my little mistakers and new listeners? You're tuned in to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where each week we have a guest come in and talk about past mistakes. I'm Donovan McNeil. And I'm Andrew Gleason. And we find mistakes hilarious. But human. We think we can learn a thing or two. So join us on our journey as two upcoming comedians who make mistakes. Take a listen, have a laugh, and go make a mistake. Little mistakers, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. I can't say it enough. I get it. Some of us are realizing that being at home with the one we love isn't great. Well, just focus on the fact that you're saving lives and maybe you can handle their loud chewing. Our guest for this week is John Champion. John is a comedian, writer, actor, vet, thank you for your services, John, and host of the Wrecka podcast. Having been married twice, John hates one and is friends with the other, but he is a proponent of really thinking long and hard before getting married. It's kind of a big deal. John has traveled the world, met a lot of interesting people, and has some rules for life. Be kind, work hard, and don't give up on your passions. So take a listen, little mistakers. Thanks for listening. What's up, my little mistakers? Welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I'm here with John Champion, TV producer, podcaster, comedian, Navy veteran. Uh, he hosts the Wrecker Store podcast. And I'm here with Andrew Drew Gleasy Gleason. Hello. Uh, I want to say one thing about you. I, I've forgotten that you were a TV producer okay, okay. until I listen, but I listened to your podcast today uh-huh. and I was like, he's got a good ass voice. Like I he should do something <laughs> involving that. You got it. You got it. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> uh, so what's up, dude? How you doing? Man, I'm great. And I really appreciate it. I've been listening to your show. Really like it. Uh, you guys got it. Lots of episodes, man. I am I am puttering along here, but I'm I'm really liking liking what you guys are doing. You gotta find you a co-host who'll call you out and make sure shit gets done. I love it. I love it. That's what that's what it is. You gotta have somebody to you know keep on you, keep on you. Exactly, man. Um, yeah, and I, I I liked your podcast because I was listening to the one about Durham where you, we were talking. You were talking about the. Uh, the carbon monoxide poison in that killed three offense. It's crazy. Man. And you talked about it and you, you gave an honest perspective on it. And I was like, I, I like that. Killed who? You know, they the medical examiner says the kids didn't die from the carbon monoxide poisoning. But, you know, a lot of people have been sick. Uh, it's a McDougal Terrace housing project in Durham. And uh, so they're replacing water heaters and stoves and all this stuff. And they put all these folks in hotels and you know it's just it's like there's no real outcry to help and fix this stuff and keep the stuff from happening and it's been going on for a while so it's just it just kind of makes you think it's like wow do, do they just say okay well you're in public housing we don't care you know and, you know you yeah it's just it's it's not a good look yeah it's one of those things that they knew about the problem and now that people are dead mm-hmm. it's like oh my god mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. i can't believe that that's happening it's crazy it's crazy it's man. it's crazy the way our society is like that that's how it is like any like they're not going to fix the pothole until the road collapses and mm-hmm. somebody dies you mm-hmm. know like Exactly, or put up a stoplight until there's Somebody a gets fatal hit. wreck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we'll put speed bumps in the neighborhood after two of your kids get run over. Mm-hmm. You know? 
is crazy, man. Little mistakers. I made a mistake. My cell phone was not on silent. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so unprofessional. These and uh, as Andrew Gleason puts his cell phone on silent as well. Look, uh, it's cuffing season. We got to keep our alerts on. <laughs> <laughs> was there a cuffing? Like, how old are you? Is that rude ass? Oh, no, not at all. Not okay. at all. Man, I'm uh, 48. I'll be 49 in a couple of days. Did y'all have cuffing season when you were, like, younger? Oh, man. I don't know if we had a name for it. Okay. It's just kind of like old school guys were like, woo, it's getting cold. <laughs> Come here, baby. <laughs> exactly. I need some body warmth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can spend the night. Just, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like it was. It was like an unsaid thing. It was like you ain't going home. Good, good. She has heat at her house. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's cool. Uh, you're getting on a plane after this, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Going out to uh, watch the big game with a friend of mine. Uh, we used to be stationed together overseas in Guam, uh, and um, he has ALS. And a really good friend of mine, one of the nicest people I ever met, and he is a diehard 49ers fan. So okay. I got to go out there and watch the game with him. Okay, that's going to be been cool a, as hell. been a long time since uh, 49ers got to the Super Bowl, so looking forward to uh, seeing him light up to cheer his team on. So. Jimmy J., I'm a, I'm a two-week 49ers fan right now. <laughs> um, you said you're – how old did you say you were? Oh, man, I'm yeah, 49 in a couple of days. Okay. Is it lining up? You're be 49 watching the 49ers. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Super Bowl live Tyler. There you go. There you go. Don't want to miss a thing. I there just realized the connection. My mom just turned 49 today. Oh, wow. So, therefore, I am so much – I'm a bigger 49ers fan now. There you go. There you go. That's what's up, man. Um Okay. Well, welcome to the podcast. And I messaged you because I was like, you, you've seen like you've done a lot in radio uh, and TV <laughs> producing. And then I also met you at a, uh, not a comedy club, but at Bud's Tavern. Yeah. And you did great. You did great. Love I, to have you back sometime. Oh, appreciate sure, it. Appreciate man. it. I'll come for on a sure. Sunday. You got it. Um, but I was like, he's done a lot, which means that there have been mistakes along the way. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, there's no way. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that man's accomplished some shit, so he's fucked up someplace. Oh, definitely, gotcha. definitely. And still making mistakes. But, hey, that's how you live and learn. Exactly. Yeah. You live and learn, man. Um, so, let's, well, let's get to know you a little bit. Like, how would you describe John? Wow. Let's describe John. Let's see. Uh, for 17 years, I worked in the same place. I worked for a TV station as a producer, and I uh, was booking interviews, writing interviews. So that's why you look on Facebook, you see me with all these comedians, a lot of people that know, was, oh, he works at a TV station. Does he just plug stuff in? <laughs> uh, I was the guy booking the interviews, writing them, you know, make sure the guest got in, and the anchor knew a little background on the guest, and Cutting the video, making sure there was, you know, good background video. So um, I've set up a lot of interviews with comedians and civic leaders, stuff like that. And uh, like I said, I was there 17 years, man. I did everything but sweep the place. And then uh, this past May, I just decided, you know, it's time for me to get out and do something for myself. So, oh. so you know, trying to do more comedy, do more stand-up, uh, the podcast like we talked about, uh, trying to get out and talk to people about things happening in the community and and I really love Prince. Always been a Prince fan 
first concert I ever went to was Prince and Rick James. You're a purpler. I I'm forgot a purp- what they called. Uh, you called them because I was listening to an episode called? of your podcast. It's the Purple People. Yeah, Purple People. Okay. Or uh, and he didn't call them. He didn't call his fans fans. He called them fam. So you know. So uh, fam. Uh, that's it. It's, uh, so it's fans. Prince started fam. Exactly. Exactly. Did not know that. That's it, man. That's it. So nothing's original. Always, Nothing is original. Uh, everything, everything, everything old is new again. <laughs> so, uh, always been a big, uh, big music fan. Loved all types of music, and uh, so that, that's the purpose by the podcast to talk to people about travel and music and the so whole. As a Prince fan, quick question. Sure, as a sure, Prince sure. fan. Uh, what was your first impression of the ass out pants? Like oh when you first saw him, what did you think? The first thing I thought was, "Oh no, not your whole ass! What are you doing?" But um, you know, hey, it it works for guys like that. You know, light skinned guys with good hair, they can get away with stuff like that. You know, if Teddy Pendergrass had done that, you know, it'd have been like, "Oh, this is a national disgrace." But, but you know, I think it goes back to what we were saying. Everything is not original. So okay. now when we see our stars. Lizzie. Like every time Kanye West had on something crazy, mm-hmm. it was probably you with the uh, the ass pants. Like, exactly. Chris, what are you doing? Exactly. You know, Lizzo with the ass cheeks out. <laughs> it's been done, baby. It's, it's been, been done. Light skinned exactly. guy with gray hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. That's it, man. Looking for new creative stuff. Well, I think part of that is going back. Uh, we've had this discussion before of like how there's a blueprint to everything. <laughs> I think a lot of these newer stars look at the older stars and like they could do that. Oh yeah, and that turned out to be fire. Oh yeah. So now I'm gonna do it. I agree. At some point, we're gonna pose with our asses out. Oh look, my god, <laughs> it'd be a viral sensation. You know what I'm saying? Humor and mistakes take off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. Hey, we laugh about it now, but when you're sitting on the couch with. Uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda and uh, all of them, you know. That's Every, it. Everything changed the day me and Andrew pulled our pants down. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So either for the good or for the bad. You know, whatever. We're going to see what happens. It was an artistic think. direction. You know, <laughs> because you think about it, you know, back in the day, you had to be discovered and, you know, you had to, you know, but God, man, I mean, you guys just get out there, put your own stuff together and just put it out there. Keep promoting. It's all tireless self-promotion, man. Yeah. So, that's and that's it. why, like, trolls make a lot of money because they say <laughs> the thing that you're not supposed to say. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the one that just went to jail recently, uh, Takashi 69 Yeah. Like, I, res- I watched a little bit of him and I respected the level of troll that he would do. Because uh, there was one point someone told him not to be on their block. So someone, some later on they found out he was only there for like five minutes. Yeah, total. of course. But he like got out of the car, got right back in. But like he tagged the dude in the post, like I'm on your block. What you gonna do about it? And wow. Yeah. They he, found out he was only on the block for like maybe thirty <laughs> seconds. Like he got in, filmed it. And got in. What was was he the guy who did? It was I can't remember who it was, but he walked through. Uh, he was getting all these threats online. It was like, oh, we're gonna come and get your stuff. If you ever come to our neighborhood, uh, so he went and walked through their shopping mall <laughs> on Snapchat, and he was just on a live video. He was like, "Yeah, we're out here at the mall, just you know." Oh my gosh, this is the same guy that like ratted on everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing got yeah. Oh my god, man. Yeah, there. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I said I'm an older guy. There's so many damn rappers and new artists. I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? Really? Who? I yeah. Mean, I don't know how you guys keep up. 
I, I don't know. I'm losing it. I'm, yeah. I, I f- find myself slowly not recognize what's coming up anymore, like the new music. Man. I can't name a Lizzo song. <laughs> wow. Me neither. Well, I can yeah. name one. Uh, yeah. She dates a dude on the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I know the, okay. Well, it's okay. a line in her song. I know that. It's like one of her popular songs. <laughs> 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 no, no uh, uh, football players are very strong. You know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah, she's uh, awesome, man. She's um, awesome. I think the last one was probably, the last like, pop singer was Adele. That was the last one that like I heard and I could be like, oh, that's Adele. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's happening. Yeah. Like, that thing I said would never happen is like I'm falling out of the lingo. Oh, like, I had God. to ask my sister what drip meant. Like, I was like, what, what does it when somebody has a drip? <laughs> yeah, because in my day, that was something totally different. Yeah, you, like, didn't want, yeah. you didn't want that drip. Take me to the clinic. I got yeah. that drip. I got the drip. <laughs> you better call this chick back up. Oh, <laughs> I'm upset. Exactly. We got problems, baby. I got the drip. That's so it. what do you do to combat uh, falling out of the know, or is it just something that's going to happen? You know, I think it's just going to happen. You know, I've got uh, got three kids, 18 uh, 20 and uh, 23 and uh, you know I try to I try to reach out to them like hey so and so I just heard this what, what exactly does this mean and they let me know boy you old you know <laughs> and I got a lot of cousins too younger cousins and, and I'll ask them and they'll just give me that serious look and be like Okay, before you go out into the world, you need to know this, 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 this. this. <laughs> so you know, yeah, try to try to reach out to those younger relatives and let them know, hey, I, I just don't get this. Can you uh, <laughs> tell me why this is, you know, X, Y, and Z? Why is this cool? Exactly. I had to have someone explain to me why Old Town Road was a good song. Oh my god! <laughs> like, like, oh my god! I'm really trying to understand. I'm not trying to be. You know, mean or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain to me the concept of Old Town Road. I'm going to tell you what I like about it. I like the fact, like I said, marketing. You know, he was he was smart enough and smooth enough to say, okay, I got something that's going to appeal to the hip hop crowd, to the country music crowd, pop music, boom. You know, and everybody loved it. Like he did. I don't know if you watched the Grammys. He did this. Uh, bit where it's like he was just walking across three stages and there's what like he's got k-pop he's got a country music star with a billy ray cyrus and man it was like man you know get all the money you can it's like global outlook exactly yeah Yeah, that's one that's one thing i'll say about the younger generation they don't really care about like these genres they will cross over so you might as well pick them up exactly you know screw the old people oh man it has been it's a trip it's a trip because I've seen so many like good music groups that you couldn't really classify as rock or pop or R and B and they fell to the wayside. You know, they had like local following or underground following, but record company did not market them. And that kind of happened to him a little bit because I remember there's a big brouhaha with billboard because they were like, is it a country song or is it a rap song? Can it be both? Yeah, it's all right. It'll, it'll it. be okay. It'll be okay. Okay, so you what made you? You talked about wanting to get out of the TV producing and do it for yourself. What made you finally want to make that transition? You know, just being in that that rat race, that whole that whole cutthroat mentality of you know, it's like. It's a stre- it's a stressful job. It's a stressful business. 
And I just felt like I was wearing myself down, you know, worrying about things that, you know, I just, I just didn't need to be worried about that stuff all the time. It's like knowing every detail of every impeachment and every political story and every shooting and every stabbing and every crazy court case. And I was like, man, my, my heart is in this entertainment thing, you know? Yeah. And, and it was, it was kind of like, uh, I could do that one day a week. Like Fridays was the day. Okay. Comedians coming in Friday, sometimes Thursday, you know? So that was like the fun. That was the release. But yeah, that was, that's what I want to do. I don't really want to, I don't ever want to have to, run and scream and jump up and holler about breaking news ever again you know i mean the news is overwhelmingly negative yeah they don't matter what it is they, they need you. to put a negative spin on it because wear you down that's what gets people emotional oh yeah yeah everybody gets worked up about something and it's just it's just like that it's like you know you have these little meetings okay what's the big story today what's gonna drive people to watch you know what's what's interesting what's exciting and I just kind of felt like, yeah, this is just spinning into this whole negative zone. And it's just always, you know, so-and-so, uh, yeah, I just I just didn't want to do that. This week scared me, by the way, because there were so many news outlets who wanted to break the Kobe story so bad that they did not care about inaccuracy. Yeah. Oh, they were. Like, they were reporting his whole family's yep. dead. Rick Fox is dead. It's terrible. And it's like... It's and terrible. TMZ broke it to his wife. He's like, do y'all not care about the accuracy of what you're displaying yeah, more than like, I just want to report Kobe's dead. Like, exactly. You know, and I mean, I was sitting with my best friend. Uh, we've been friends since like the fifth grade. Just happened to be at my house. Uh, we're going to watch Pro Bowl. We're talking. He gets a text from his wife. And the first thing I say is, I, that's a hoax. Can't be true. We're watching ABC. Yeah, this is this. They break in. What are you, what are you talking about? And uh, so he says, she says, check the Wikipedia page. Wikipedia page is already updated. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is crazy. Um, so switch over to uh, CNN. They break in about just the crash, and uh, they didn't mention who or what. And um, a couple minutes later, you know, we're back on, I think I switched back to ABC, and they're, you know, saying that it's him. And, but the reporter they had, like you said, he just totally screwed up. I forget his name, but he said, you know, there were four passengers and that was Kobe and all his kids. And yeah. it's like, uh, was a pilot? Did, was yeah. Kobe flying the plane? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just, yeah, they, nobody waits. You know, and like you said, the the humane thing to do, you know, from working in TV for so many years, it's like the highway patrol will tell you after a wreck. Police will tell you, well, we can tell you there's a wreck, but we can't release the names because we got to contact the family first. That's just standard operating procedure in anything. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, to just... I mean, you can see the tail number, you know, from the helicopter footage. You can go to the web and see who the who it's registered to, and you can okay, all right, this is who it's registered to. Okay, these people normally fly NBA players, you know. So, it wasn't hard for them to figure it out, but yeah. still, just to have the common decency to say, let we don't know if his wife's in the grocery store, you know. Let's just wait. Let's a second. just wait a second, you yeah. know. Let's this, just this news is going to mess up a lot of people anyway. We can exactly. get it right. Exactly. Let's just let's just get it right rather than you know, 
Yeah. And let's not say the N-word on TV. Yeah, please. Please, <laughs> please honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my let's favorite, calm it down and get it right. My favorite part about that oh is my gosh. 50 Cent's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened? Uh, he just he started going in on MSNBC on Instagram. And I already love his wow. Instagram so because oh, he's so trip. petty. Oh, yeah. And it's, just, it's throwing so much shade. And wow. uh, I was, Yeah. It's insane, man. I encourage people not to be petty, but 50 Cent, <laughs> and I try to avoid that. I get my entertainment from 50 Cent's pettiness. He's hilarious, man. <laughs> he so he doesn't care. Like, it's so good. His own kid. You know, <laughs> hey, yeah, man, he doesn't care. There's That's a it. part of me that if I ever got rich would be cool with being that petty. Just all the time. Just, but Nils is petty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give me just a minute. Yeah. That's hilarious, oh. man. He like uh, bought all. The, he brought the first three rows of seats to Ja Rule concert. <laughs> that was cold blooded. I was cracking up. I was cracking up. Oh my god! Uh, man. So when did you first get into comedy? Man, I tell you, it's crazy. I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, theater in high school, and always had the voice, and always had the drive to be on stage and do stuff. Uh, let's see. I've, Got into service, so that was kind of a delay. Got out of the military and uh, really got into it for a while. Then I got married, and I married someone that had a youngin. So you know that's just kind of like we're friends. <laughs> no, you're not doing what you want. No. So I stopped that for four or five years, and and I got back into it real hard. Like in the, I guess it would be like 2005 or so, and. Then, you know, you fall in love and you get the breaks again. It's like, wait a minute, you've got to get a real job. Ah, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Wait a minute. You, you, wait, you were, you were married and then fall in love again? Man, I've been married twice. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, I was like, yeah. did he just fall in love with the secretary? Like somebody at the oh, station? My God. Oh, my. No, no, no. Okay, no. so you're divorced. Yeah, then, oh, yeah. Okay. Married twice. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a two-time failure at this marriage okay. thing. So if you ever in your life say, say, hey, man, John Champion's been married twice. Let me ask him for some relationship advice. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, I, I'm not the one. If if I ever try to offer you any relationship advice, I want you to run like Usain Bolt in the other direction. <laughs> like, yeah. I, well, I'm, it sounds like if you need advice up until a marriage, man, you're like, good. Yeah, you you, you, you ran yeah. that game twice. Yeah, I can I can tell you how to get downtown from here. I yeah. can tell you who's got the best fajitas in town. But yeah, me and relationships, nope. No good. No good. Yep. I feel like that's the meanest thing I've ever said to a partner before. Uh, she was trying to give me advice from our, her parents, and I was like, I think we should only take their advice if we want to one day be married 10 years and then can't stand each other to the point that we hate each Whoa. other. <laughs> but continue to be married mm. and pretending just... And how so we, was that taken? <laughs> not very well. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, it can... Uh, it's tricky. <laughs> it's not just a Run DMC song. It's exactly. tricky. Second wife, she was so cool, man. She was great people. We are friends to this day. Yeah, first, yeah. first wife, I see her coming. I'm crossing the street. I don't want any, <laughs> I don't want any trouble. Look, you know, here you go. We're done. All right. Yeah, I, I don't want any trouble. That's it. It was because she didn't let you do comedy. Man, you know, I was doing comedy and theater and doing all kinds of stuff, and it just didn't really fit into the mold of what her parents and her friends and family, you know, it's just like, you know, they just, they weren't, they they just didn't, they didn't understand it. They were like, 
well, okay, so you're putting on makeup and a costume and you're running around doing, what, what is what is this? Some of this stuff's for free. They just didn't get it. They didn't get it? They, they, they just didn't get it. So so many yeah. of those people out there. Yeah, <laughs> so you got you to gotta make sure, you know, that you don't let anybody, you know, block your blessing or, you know, you know, and you got responsibilities. You yeah. got responsibilities, you know, you got married. I knew that. But, you know, sometimes things are just, you know, people have a way of, you know, oh, so you're working part time. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, ain't nobody in the house hungry. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so what are you doing again? You're doing a play, huh? You didn't get enough of that in middle school. I mean, you know, and people just kind of did. Where's the paycheck from this? Exactly, exactly. Well, they're just they're just brainwashed mm-hmm. with that typical. I mean, they just can't. That's it. Fathom having yeah. a passion. Yeah, they're like a passion. Your passion was you married my child. Yeah. Now you going you know you gonna work in this factory and make these bricks. And you're gonna enjoy. And it. you're gonna enjoy it for sixty years till the day you die. And we'll let you enjoy the last 10 years of your life exactly. in retirement. You know what I'm saying? And that's, uh, I just couldn't. That shit I scared me. I couldn't conform. We had yeah. someone that retired on my team like two years. I, I was I worked for five. Two years I was in, this dude retired. He died three years later. That shit scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. He only rejo- enjoyed not being at work for three years. Yeah. What man. the fuck? And my dad, man. My dad lived to be 85. And when he retired... He was like, oh, I can't sit still. You sit still, you're going to die. Yeah, That's it. You work your whole life. You sit still. Once you sit still, it's over. I've seen it happen. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. That's good. My dad says the same thing today. Yeah, man. Uh, he, it's true. He went through cancer a couple times. Uh-huh. And like he's on disability, but he still has a part-time job. Yeah, yeah. And on his days off, he's just like, fixing shit and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh and I'm like, Dad, you need to sleep. He'll be up all night and shit. He's like, I feel like if I sleep, my heart's going to stop. Mm. I'm like, oh, come on. Hey, man. I, do you need a spa day or something? Yeah, it's like, a, It's a different generation, man. Hey. I encourage I'll nobody. I'll sleep all damn day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I encourage nobody to give up like their gifts or their dreams or anybody. Uh, any yeah. Anything that you're passionate about for any human being, mm-hmm. uh, other than your children. I was reading this book called uh, The Way of the Superior Man, and it was talking about how people will give up their dreams and like stuff for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you should never give that up because people are temporary. And it was like, do you know how many people are divorced or don't talk to a friend that they gave up their passions for? Yep. And it's like your passions will always be here. Oh, yeah. You know? Exactly. If you want to spend a little extra, and he even uh, even made it like work too. Like if you want to spend a, le- a little extra time being an accountant, you know what you're going to be if you ever get divorced still? An accountant. <laughs> so you might as well. <laughs> For real, man. Yeah. Uh, don't. And it's it's just hard because, like I said, society turns yeah. that pressure up. You oh, know, they do. Oh, yeah. So, 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 you know. So what do you do for a living? <laughs> you know, and, or you're not married yet. Yeah. All that kind they of stuff. They always add that yet. Yet. You know, why aren't you married? It's like, yeah, because I know too many people that are married miserable. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Big things are changing too though. I saw something online that was like a breakdown of the demographics and it's like now more than ever people are living with their parents till thirty. Mm. Uh they're staying single, they're opting out of having kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, I, I feel like that's just a byproduct of one, the economy obviously, mm-hmm. and like sh- shit like student loans and the job market and all that For stuff. Real. 
But it's like on the on the flip side of that, you got more people than ever following their passions. Oh, and yeah. Doing podcasts. Exactly. And people starting to get it. Making yeah. music. Man. and Yeah. That's it, man. That is it. Are you, are you allowed to make jokes as a uh, as a like a Navy like when you're in the Navy? Can you make jokes or is everything one hundred percent serious? You know, it, a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes, man. And uh, I met some really funny people. Uh, I was there for eight years. Uh, went in right out of high school before I went to college, and uh, man, I met some of the funniest folks. You know, it was like hell. I went in in ninety one. So you have to think I went in before the internet, before everybody had a cell phone. So, man, I'm meeting folks from New Orleans, and I've never met anybody with that crazy Cajun, you know, <laughs> lifestyle. And, oh, oh, man. Just, side. I, oh, my gosh. I tell you, man. So, yeah, you really you meet, uh, you meet people from all over the country. You know, I met some people from Montana that would just, like, look at me in boot camp. Oh, why are you looking at me? It's like... Uh, well, we only ever seen black people on TV. <laughs> you know, just crazy <laughs> stuff, man. Just crazy. So, yeah, man, it was lots of jokes all the time. All the time, man. I think a lot of people who are closed-minded just haven't experienced other people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that is, uh, yeah, I think that is a case. Oh, uh, yeah. Real. Most definitely, man. If you if you never you've never been anywhere, you never, you know, and I, and I fear that it's going to get back to that. You know, I feel like for a while it was like, oh, man, it's beautiful. You know, we're living in this global climate where people are reaching out and everybody's trying to meet people from all over the world. And I'm afraid that it's going to get back to that, you know, oh, I only want to know people from my block or, you know. It kind of is because we spend so much time in these online communities that Mm. only represent our viewpoints. You know, I think what happened was, so they were stretching the. I think it's the old white people, right? I think they were stretching the rubber band, and then they were like, "Oh, we let go too much. We got a black president. We got to reel it back in. Reel it back in real quick. Ooh, we let it go too much. Get too tight." Um, but I think God. once those old people start dying off, it'll get back to the way it was. But I think we're seeing the rubber band snap back of. Wait a minute! It got too. We got a little too freely with everybody. Oh my God! Yeah, man. Was that? Do you think that was like? Um, were the people from Montana like looking at you? Were they cool, or were they? They were cool. They were just they were just in awe because they had never, you know, they listen to they listen to hip hop music, they watch TV, but they just were from small towns and you know Does, yeah, North Dakota, man. South Dakota, and they just. They only saw black people on TV. They I bet it might take me a minute if I like saw an Eskimo in real life. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, what's up, like, man? You're not, not going to walk up and rub them right in the nose with no, your nose. But no, you no. Gonna say, no. But, but I, re- I respected the fact that they were honest. They didn't, And they didn't ask me anything stupid like, do y'all steal? Do y'all play basketball? You know, they were cool. They were just like, man, I tell How you. fast is your 40? You know what I'm saying? They were cool. They were just like, man, I never met a black person. They're like, And I was like, well. About to get out of the world, you're gonna see a whole lot of us, yeah. you know, because we in San Diego. So get ready, buddy. <laughs> I did once have a question asked that sounded kind of racist, but then uh-huh. when they explained it, I was like, I can't actually be mad at you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, in my dorm, like this girl never seen black people, right? Uh, not a lot, and so 
all the black people and there was seven of us in my dorm and we were all the loudest people in the dorm so she put and her and i were kind of cool so she pulls me inside she's like are all black people loud? <laughs> <laughs> and I started to get upset. Then I thought about it. I was like, well, Karen's really loud. DJ's really loud. I'm definitely really loud. David's really loud. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I we love are it. some of the loudest people at the door. Man, man yeah. I, going on, When I was in the Navy, man, we went everywhere. I went to Africa, Australia, in and out of the Persian Gulf, uh, Thailand, Oh, man, all kinds of crazy places. And the wild thing about race was, like, you go to these third world countries and people were like, like, we went to Thailand and the Philippines and um, the sisters on the ship were like, why are these women staring at me? Why do you, you know, they were, they were ready to fight. They were like, why is she looking me all in the face? <laughs> and uh, the women would tell us, tell the guys, well, I just think her complexion's really pretty. You know, I think her skin's really pretty. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and you would have people say things to you like, hey, you know, I know you go through a lot in your country. Just wanted to say hello. It's like they knew. You know? <laughs> they were like, hey, we got it tough here, but you got it tough in what America, America's too. tough over here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was it was wild. It was wild. They pull you aside. They're like, not you, but I heard you got it. <laughs> it was I wonder insane. what I'd rather have somebody think. If I was looking at... I, if they would think that I was looking at them because I had never seen a black person before or if I was checking them out. Because either way, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm, like, I'm just going to look at my shoes. It was, it was crazy. Those were, those were different times. And like I said, of course, everything wasn't PC like it is now. So there was like this weird dichotomy. It was like, um, for example, went to Japan, okay? Um, Japan's way way out there culturally and the way they get into culture like um like okay the military base club had um three stories they had a floor for pop they had a floor for country and they had a floor for like r&b and you have to think these folks are influenced by american media so you go into a nightclub where there's Japanese girls, and if they're into country music, they are decked out. They got on <laughs> ten gallon hats. They got oh, on the no. boots, and it's like, wow. <laughs> go to the urban club. Go to the hip hop club. These girls are taking tanning pills. They got the Mary J cut. It's like, wow. Okay, you don't have to do all that for me to to know you're cool. But you know, it was. You know, you walk down the street, you know, and I had little round glasses like uh, Dwayne Wayne from a different world uh, okay. and a baseball hat. So, you that know, was in back then. That was in, like you know, the multicolored, like, exactly. Stripes. There you okay. go. That's it. And, you know, they're trying to get you merchants are trying to get you to come into their shops and stuff. So they would say, hey, Spike Lee. Hey, Spike Lee. <laughs> hey, do the right thing. Hey, come here. I got a, I got a good deal, you know. <laughs> and we didn't think it was racist. It was like, okay, all right, you know. But, oh, um, that's funny. That's crazy. Man. Almost as God's castle when you were saying the uh, 
Asian girls were dressed up like in uh, country <laughs> music stuff. I almost tried to do an Asian country don't. accent. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, oh, don't do that. Someone yeah. already got canceled for that. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh yeah. I think if, that, if there was one place, if I had money and I lived outside the country, I think it'd be Japan. Man, Japan was cool. Yeah. Japan was really cool. I can't, I want to see their anime scene like oh, wow. right up close and personal. Man. Like, apparently there's a Naruto park where people just run with their, like bent over with their arms out. Like that's a, Damn. It's like a theme park? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Bro, we got to book a vacation. Hey, man, we got to. That's a trip. I the One thing I liked about your record podcast is the music behind it. Oh, Did you do that music? or No. You know, I use a, uh, give away the trade secret, I use a, uh, a program called Anchor. I guess I can call it a program. No, it's an app. See, I told you I'm old. There's <laughs> an app called Anchor, and uh, it's free to record your show. Uh, free to upload, they free to distribute it, and they've got like little music that you can pick. It's copyright free, so oh. that's it, man. That's it. Okay. Now for the jazz, the guy I interviewed the uh, the jazz saxophonist. That was all his music. Okay, so there you go, BMI ass cap. Get off me. <laughs> exactly. Leave him alone. Leave me alone. Uh, so. Um, Let's talk about some of the mistakes you've made along the way. Let's jump oh, into it. Oh, my gosh, man. I tell you, I try not to get you canceled. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. Um, the first one that comes to mind, um, went to Belize with my girlfriend, I guess, about two years ago. Guy that used to uh, own Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh. Good friend of mine. His name's Brad Reeder. And, um, you know, I was trying to get back out there and try to do some shows and stuff. And... Um, you know, he said, hey, man, I got a bar and a restaurant now in Belize and I have comics. Why don't you guys come out? It's like, sure, cool. Is that in South America? Uh, where the hell is Belize? Would I call that South America? Or is it like South an island? America. You know, yeah. It's I, like, I don't know. It's I, an island, I'm yeah. geographically That's it, dumb. man. That's an island, yeah. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful, man. And we had a great, great time. Me and my girlfriend go out there. We have fun. We're having a ball. We go to this little restaurant, and, you know, I'm trying to be the tough guy American, you know, trying to, you know, yeah, I know everything, yeah. You got a big 10 gallon hat on. You know what I'm saying? Got- <laughs> That's it. I want, I want you people to know I'm an American, and I don't play that shit. Yeah, anyway. Don't, don't fuck with us. Exactly. That's it, man. So I'm sitting down, uh, order an appetizer, and um, beautiful, it's like a bowl of salsa, and... Um, had these little cherry-looking things in it. And, you know, me and my girlfriend are talking. I'm drinking a Corona. It's beautiful, right by the ocean, having a great time. I bite into one of these uh, little cherries, and all of a sudden I realize, you idiot, that is nowhere near a cherry. That is the hottest oh, pepper. A pepper. <laughs> Man. That's the first time in my life I've ever been speechless. I, I couldn't speak. Eyes were watering. Guys in the kitchen and at the bar were looking at me. They were cracking up, man. And uh, she was like, my girlfriend's like, baby, do you want some milk? Do you want-? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't want no milk. And I'm drinking my beer. It's not helping. I'm trying to, you know. She's like, I'll get you some water. She said, get some water. That ain't helping. Man. Finally, I just broke down. It's like, do you want some milk? Yeah, I got some milk. Man, so I I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Just you know, if you don't know, ask. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but don't yeah. bite into red things. Don't don't bite into these red. And you can Google 
uh, Belize hot pepper. And uh, I even took a picture of it. I had it on Facebook for a while. But, yeah, man, I couldn't breathe. Damn. I thought I was done. That's the hottest thing I ever had in my And I love and it hot, was, spicy food. What was it? In a drink? No. It was just in, like, some salsa. It's just sitting there. Uh, it was like, like a peanuts. Just at the bar. Yeah, yeah, it's at the bar. It's like in the salsa they brought me before we order our meal. You know, and I just picked out. Oh, oh hell! Some Man. of these countries out here who eat peppers like that. Like, I wonder what their import exports numbers are. Like, do they import toilet paper? Is that like a number, <laughs> I, number yeah, one I'm import? <laughs> Crapping fire! I'm this. saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, man, that was that was like hot, and so I learned, you know, ask questions. You know, hey, uh, is that a cherry? You know, just ask, just ask. Do you, <laughs> do you do you think that you could offend someone by asking questions sometimes? Like, if you if you ask uh, the wrong question, I think it's in the way you ask. You know, I think it's in the way you ask. If you you know, if you say, hey, you know, is this a pepper? Or, you know, that's one way to ask her, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> what kind that's, of shit is this? That's not a good way to <laughs> ask. You know what I'm saying? Or, what, are you trying to kill me? No, 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 that's that. You know, just, so I asked afterward, and I can't remember the name of the pepper to save my life. And I know it wasn't ghost pepper. That sounds too simple. But I think they said Belizean cherry. I think that's what they told yeah, me. Belizean shit. cherry. That sounds yeah, scary. That, that thing was, that, that joint was rough, man. How did the rest of the date go? It was awesome. You know, we hadn't been we hadn't been together that long, but incredibly, we were able to laugh about it. It brought us closer together. You know, and I told her I was doing a podcast. She said, "You got to tell the uh, you got to tell the pepper story." Okay, you got to tell the pepper story. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I recently went through something similar. I was out on a date, and we went to a Japanese place, mm-hmm. and uh, I accidentally ordered eel. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I should have asked. <laughs> now, what's that like? I didn't. No, nah, I'm not eating eel. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. No, no, I can't do. I can't do seafood. And I'm like, oh. she ate eel, which like threw me through a loop because right. she won't go down on me. But she'll right. eat eels. I'm like, what's wrong with my penis? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just asking. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? You know what I'm saying? I gotta wash a little. What? 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 Tell me. Tell me. Did you eat crazy in Japan? Uh, yeah, like yeah, squid yeah. and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, man, I, I'm crazy. Yeah. I cannot do it. Yeah, man. You like calamari? You never had calamari? That's I just can't, deep fried. I can't do the the only fish I'll eat is catfish. Okay, okay, okay. Other than that, I'll go real spicy. I do right. love spicy, but right. I, I can't do fish. It grosses me out. Right. For right. me, it's the texture. Like I actually like the taste of calamari. I hate the texture. The way like it's how chewy it is when uh-huh. you're. It's just. It right? just messes with me. I can't do it. I hear you guys eat sushi. I some some tuna. sushi. Gotcha. Tuna. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm yeah. a texture guy. Like if the texture messes with me, I won't like the food. I find that in a lot of young people. A lot of young people tell me that they're like, "Yeah, if it's if if it, if it feels weird, I ain't messing <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. No parts of that." <laughs> um, so let's talk about other mistakes that you've made uh, that that because uh, that one got resolved in what like a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I made a big one, a big one, and uh, I was young, and, and I learned from it big time. But um, like I said, we go back to the early '90s. I'm overseas. No one has cell phones. No one has internet. Simpsons so, season two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm in uh, Australia. In Perth, Boy. Western Australia. Good day. Beautiful, beautiful place, man. And uh, the people. The accent's okay. 
Hey man, you know, <laughs> is a sensor gonna pop up? I don't yeah. know. I'm uh, doing a white Australian. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hilarious, man. Um, so in Australia, and it was crazy because at that time, I don't know how it is now, but the thing was, it's like everywhere we went, and you have to realize hip hop was everywhere, it was worldwide. I saw hip hop shows in Japan. And in Australia, so black men were in, and it was crazy. It was like um, went to Australia. And, uh, I always hear about these glorious times. It was <laughs> ridiculous. So the ship is in port. They put an ad in the newspaper that says, "You know, come on out and welcome the Americans." That and this was before nine eleven and all the terror stuff. They had like a felt board, right? where the civilians could walk up, like, pretty much onto the ship, put their phone numbers what? on a Post-it note, and leave it. What? I worked. I worked in Radio Central. And so, you know, when the ship's in port, it's not a lot to do. So we were young. I was just turning 21. We would run down, grab some notes, some phone numbers, and run. And like I said, there was no cell phone. It's not that, internet, nothing. You know, so you go back up to Radio Central, and you're calling girls. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, want to pick me and my boy up? Uh, we get off at four. Okay, great. So, and these weren't like, these weren't just like average looking. I mean, these are like Australian bombshell, beautiful women. And so, guys from the south that were on the ship were just like, Oh man, this is a gold mine. This is, this is I can't do this back home. You know, this is what in the world? And they would take you out, you know, take you out to dinner, take you to meet their folks, take you show you all around. It was incredible, you know. So I'm drinking, meet this young lady. Got my homeboy with me. He's from Mississippi, and um, he's a little more. He's a little older than me. He's a little more advanced in the game playing. Lady game, you know. Like I said, I'm just turning 21. And so we're standing around and we're talking to these girls in a bar. And this one girl says, oh, you know, I play bass. So he just runs with it and gets me into this whole, well, you know, my man Champ here, uh, Jack Champ, he, play, <laughs> he plays drums. Yeah. And uh, he's like, don't you play drums, Champ? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can play drums. Uh um, advisory here. I don't have any rhythm. I am the one black man that can't play drums. I can't dribble a basketball. None of that. I can't dance. None of that. You put me in the electric slide, I'm stepping on every foot at the park. Okay? It's just not happening. So this girl just lights up. You play drums? Oh my God. It's been my dream to play music with an American drummer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like I said, you have to go back. You have to remember there's no internet. There's no cell phones. So most guys are telling these girls things like, oh, yeah, you like Naughty by Nature? They're from my hometown. Yeah. yeah. You, like, you like such and such rapper? I'm from there. I know them. <laughs> right? Okay. Tupac, that was my cousin. That's yeah. my cousin. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. So, you oh, know, what glorious times. And the thing about it at that time, <laughs> yeah. and the girls would tell me, it's like they didn't, they wanted all, they wanted to get out of Australia. 
and get to America. And they didn't want to marry an Australian guy because in the culture that time, all they uh, it was just like you get married, you get pregnant, you don't work. You know, he comes home, you bring him his drink, you bring him his cigar, then you get out of his face. He doesn't want to talk to you. That's marriage. See, and you that, know? that's a good deal for me because I'm not trying to get nobody pregnant. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but that was a whole, that was the thing. It was like, get barefoot and pregnant, get married. And a lot of them were like, nope, you know, I want to marry an American so I can go to America and do what I want to do and live my own life and get a job, get a career, whatever I want to do. You know, I, I want to be more than just some wife. Trying you know, Ali McDeal out here. You know what I'm saying? So, so back to the uh, the bassist. So she runs off and goes talk to her friends. We're standing there. The next thing I know, we're in a car, right? Driving way the hell out. All right. I feel like we drove through day, night, and day again. All right. So we're riding forever. We get to this big old house. All right. Her parents are there. Her grandparents are there. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. We're all drunk, you know, and, you know, they're waving, you know, there's breakfast for us, you know, going to the house. We're having a good time. Everybody's talking and laughing. The parents are like giddy. They're like, okay, all right, you go off now and you kids go have yeah. fun. I'm like, is this real? Is this real? Okay, all right. So, you know, follow this girl, you know, down a hall, up some stairs, you know. My homeboy's walking with me. He's got his girl with him. Open the door. It's a beautiful, big, empty room. I look. It's a big bass guitar. I turn my head to the right. The biggest freaking drum set I've ever seen in my, <laughs> my life. This thing had, she had every percussive instrument you've ever seen in your life and a stand. My homeboy looks at me and he starts laughing his ass off. He's like, boy, you better be good. I'm like, oh my God. I so, mean, that's all you could do at that point. That's like, all just laugh. That's all he could do is laugh. So she's oh, just shit. still on some, I'm getting ready to jam with an American drummer. And I'm like, my wrist is hurting. I'm like, that's what I should have said. Oh my God. But, you know, she went along with it. I'm faking. I'm doing my best monster uh, animal from, uh, from, uh, from uh, the Muppets. Muppets. I, 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 I forgot to tell you, I was avant garde. Yeah. I'm an avant garde jazz drummer. Is that? Oh man! And we were we we stayed friends. Yes, you wrote me for years, and you know, and I learned. You know, you just don't you just don't lie to people. Did she know that you were lying? Uh, finally, I just told her. I said, "Listen, I'd never touch a drum in my life." And she was like, "Oh, it's okay." It's okay. <laughs> so you know, but the the hard thing, like I said, she wrote me for a long time, and then it finally got to so. When can I come see you? When can when can I come to America? Uh, and I was like. <laughs> Ooh, well, um, you ain't got no job. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty and everything, but um, yeah. That's a plane so, ticket. Yeah, for real. And, you know, it. I just learned. You know, and like I said, friends for the longest time, kept in touch for a long time, but I just, you know, I learned. You don't, you don't How did you folks. know when they put the number on the board? Were they like, uh, the phone number, then like 58? Brown hair, hazel eyes. No, no. It was like it was. It was, it was like we're, we're we're in radio and we're looking down and we're seeing the women walk up to the ship 
and they're, you know, writing their name and the phone number, and then they walk away. So you're so trying to remember where she put the number. So my homeboy's like, run, get that number. Run, get that one. Number. Go get that one. You know, and, you know, yeah, it was it was insane. You start judging people by their handwriting. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this couldn't have been her. Yeah, nice. Exactly. She got ugly a, handwriting, ugly face. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like that scene from, uh, was it, uh, Boomerang, exactly. Feet ugly. Feet ugly. Jeez. But yeah, there were there were some really nice, nice folks, man. And, uh, did y'all have? Did y'all progress past the drum set? Indeed, we did. <laughs> okay. Indeed, we did. And 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 I and I mean, it was so passionate, so much fun, and we're young. And I'm thinking to myself, well, damn, I could probably take some drum lessons. <laughs> I could take some drum lessons. But then you know, you just start to start to go other places, and you're meeting other people, and it's like. Damn, you know, like I said, there was no internet, no email. So, you know, damn, I might not hear from you for six to eight weeks. <laughs> I think you That's benefited crazy. from there being no internet because, like, now we, someone would try to Google, like, uh-huh. how to be good at drums very mm-hmm. quickly, mm-hmm. and they would have taken the performance too serious. Exactly. By you just being like, I'm going to suck at this. You know what I'm saying? That was it. It was it. You just that was managed it. it. That was it. I'm trying to think. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I've ever gone that far. I don't know if I've lied that big before. <laughs> but it wasn't actually you. It was yeah. your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? I just went along with it. Yeah. So I was just as guilty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you, at, at what point are you supposed to tell? I like to say, when are you supposed to tell the truth, right? You know. Like, you're supposed to say it, like, when you're walking down the hall. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, you didn't think you'd be playing drums that night. I did not think I was going to be putting on a drum clinic. Exactly. <laughs> no idea. You know. But I said alcohol and youth, you know. But I learned, like I said, I learned a good lesson, you know, just tell the truth. Just, just tell the truth. Yeah. Well, that's one of those those mistakes. And I'm like, it's such a fun story mm-hmm. that would you go back and change that? Man, you know, yeah, because karma's a bitch. Oh, it got, it got Karm, you? Karma's a bitch. And I would really, I would really hate to go back and do the same thing again. Yeah. And then... You know, one of my kids get hemmed up or, you know, or something else crazy happened. (laughs) Did karma get you? You know, I think so. Okay. I think so. I think so. I think uh, laughably, you know, and I I joke about it. My my first marriage was the worst marriage ever. You know that part of the wedding whenever they say, you know, right before the reception starts when they say, introducing, and the couple walks in the room and everybody's clapping. We were arguing in the line <laughs> at that point, and people had to say, hey, y'all, they called y'all. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I think I think karma karma has been me. Yeah, that's it. I feel like that has to be the worst moment where you're like, it's, it's, wow, this wow, is, this is, we it. just signed the, the dotted line mm-hmm. on the, con- the contract. We have just signed up for a lifetime of hating each other. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Did you feel like when y'all were starting to get married, like when you were like proposing, like did, were y'all already having y'all's fi- problems and. Oh my God. And I tried to, I tried to say it's not that big a deal. It's a, yeah, I can see past it, but the hilarious thing. Like I said, we go back and we talk about, I was a little older than her. And my dad, bless his heart, he has since passed. That was my guy. We were tight. That was my buddy. We were like Sanford and son. I was the big dummy. 
You know, yeah. that's my buddy, man. And uh, he was brutally honest, just like me. And he would say things, you know, we talk about society. He would say things like, you know, you're about 30 and you're not married. People are going to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I should have said, and I'm sure I probably did at some point. We'll just let them freaking talk. You know, it's none of their business, you know. But he was big in the church and, you know, oh, man, it's it's not good for a man to be alone. Man's got to have a wife. Man's got to have a partner. And I just never said to him, Dad, this is not the 1950s. You know, <laughs> Dad, there's the Internet. People got <laughs> options, you know. You can't I trust. I can make it. You know, I'll be okay. But, um, you know, so the hilarious thing, he was my best man. And uh, so we're standing there. And, I mean, he is he is pushing me. The whole, you know, this whole thing, because, you know, uh, she had a daughter, and me and the daughter hit it off, and, uh, you know, adopted the daughter, and everybody was like, oh, you're a beautiful, ready-made family, this is awesome, you know, and uh, my dad was just pushing, 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 I want you to have a family, I want you to be happy, I want you to be married, blah, blah, blah. She's walking down the aisle, my dad turns to me and he goes, walking down the aisle, my dad goes, you know you really don't do this shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what, am I gonna run now? What am I gonna? No, it's too late. You know, that's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious, man. But, I feel man. like if, with marriages, like when you're preparing for marriage, like the further you're in, the deeper you're dug. Oh, so where you yeah. can't just be like, yeah, you just can't pull the plug on it, especially right before you get married. Yeah, like, like, when you're planning the wedding. Yeah, I man. feel like you start to see like how that person deals with stress. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if they don't deal with stress well during mm. the marriage planning part, oh yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you can call. You should just call it quits. Like yeah. eh, it's not yeah. gonna work. And that whole thing about not living together before you're married, whoever, whoever, that's bull. That's bull. You need to live together. You need to do some shacking up because you need to know. You need to know what they smell like, what they snore like. You need to know all these things. Yeah. You need to know their habits. So things that you, you know, you got to know all this stuff, you know. So, yeah, don't, uh, and people will say, oh, that's just so, that's just so petty. There's more to it. There's love. Look, love is great. Love is a beautiful thing. But, you know, if you got a, a, a late night tooth sucker, see, you, you, you <laughs> damn, I can't sleep. <laughs> you gotta know these things. I have a feeling if I if I do ever get married, that's gonna be when I start hitting the road. <laughs> Just like yeah. never at home. It's like, look, I got these shows out in Tallahassee. I gotta that's go it. do it. That's it. Meanwhile, I'm driving to Tallahassee. Hey, does uh, anyone have any spots? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The girl, girl I'm seeing now, she's really awesome, and she's a travel nurse. And we, she and I, joke about it. We're not all up in each other's faces all the time. You know, we're, you know, we go stretches without seeing each other. We talk every day, but, you know, I think that helps us. You know, I think having that space and, you know, I think that's a good thing. You got to be able to be your own person. That's it, man. Because yeah. I think it's so tough to live with somebody. Because you think it about is. your kids, right? As soon as your kids get old enough to, like, form an opinion and, like, you're like, get the fuck out. Like, get the fuck out. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Like, as soon as they're old enough, you... We recognize people can't live with people. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It is really tough to live with somebody. Yeah. Man. To to give up your space and your individuality. I mean, it marriage is work. It's yeah. work. It's work. If you really, really want it to work, then you know you you gotta give up some stuff. Yeah. You know, you gotta stop doing the things you wanna do and you know, it's 
stuff. There's this new thing people are doing where they're just doing two bedrooms. Right. So, like, yeah, you'll spend the night sometimes in your girl's bedroom. She'll spend the night in your bedroom. But they have, like, two separate bedrooms. And people are like, this shit works. Damn. People with money. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. How we splitting the studio up? (laughs) (laughs) Put Tate down the middle. Exactly. Oh, my God. It seems like you've learned a lot through your journey. Like, what would you say, like, your overarching lesson for life is? Man, I just want to be good to people. You know, I want to make, you know, want to make people happy. I like making people laugh. Uh, Like I said, I'm really into music and entertainment. I like turning people on to things that they didn't know or hadn't heard before. And, like, uh, just really like being good to people, you know? So... That's my thing, man. The um, the way I started the uh, the comedy show that I'm doing the third Sunday, um, I told a joke on the internet. I'm sorry, I told a joke on Facebook. I shouldn't call shit the internet. I told a joke on Facebook uh, about uh, what's the guy's name that's in the Trump administration? Ben Carson. Okay. I told a joke about Ben Carson and people that I'd known my whole life. Just lost their shit. I can't believe you're that kind of comedian. I can't believe you'd say something like that. I'm never. I'm, I'm never gonna come to one of your. And I. Was, and my response was like, "Fuck you." You know, if Kevin Hart had said this shit, you'd have been retweeting it, reposting it, sharing it. I was like, what the, it's you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. And um, guy reached out to me. Uh, cool guys, a karaoke DJ. Uh, he said, "Hey man," he said, uh, "I thought that was funny." I got a buddy that has a spot, and he wants uh, some comedians. You know, he wants to put on a comedy show. So went out and talked to him. You've been out there. It's a little out of the way. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's in Youngsville. So that's like right once you get outside of Wake Forest. It's right when you cross the line into Franklin County. It's a little rural, but the people are nice. Never had a problem, man. Uh, and we did the shows out there. For a couple of years straight, and then I fell in love, and uh, kind of you know got lax and putting things together, but um, have gotten back into doing it, and um, we used to get some really good crowds, and um, like I said, just never ever had any issue with uh, anybody that making me feel or the comics feel like, hey, what what are you guys doing here? It's a bunch of black guys out here in the middle of the wood. None of that shit. Yeah, it was cool. You know, now, let me honest with you. It's I a, was nervous when I first went out there. I was like, most people, oh, where is it? There at? are most motorcycles are. and where? Where is it at? Uh, it's a uh, Bud's Tavern in Youngsville. Youngsville, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to Youngsville. Yeah, man. And uh, I was doing it again. Started up doing it again, and uh, I was doing it as an open mic. And um, I was like, man, I'm gonna stop this open mic part and just go back to just doing it as a show with a dinner. And um, I just like I said, I really like. Getting folks together, all types of people, doesn't matter to me, black, white, everybody. Just love people getting together in a room, eating good, laughing, having a good time, and um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, I, I, I pay the comics, and uh, you know, it all works out. It all works out. We all have a good time. You know, the, this last the January show, we had uh, Mike Mello, and um, people love him. People love. He's, you've seen him, yeah. that guy, man. He can work a crowd, black, white, green, yellow, blue, doesn't matter. So, you know, he's, he's very professional, very funny, 
And uh, so we hope to keep doing the shows uh, in February on the third Sunday. We got uh, Jay Durrell, and he's open for everybody. D.L. Hughley, all kinds of stuff, man. So Hell trying yeah, to get man. people to come out. So please this will come be out, February man. when? February 16th. Okay. It's always the third Sunday in the month. So definitely, man. Jay Durrell's hilarious. I did a show with him a couple months ago. Oh, man, he is a trip, man. Yeah. And people love him, and he's related to everybody in Johnston County. Yeah, so, uh, yeah man, he, he his shows are always packed. Man, people love him. People love him. So with it's all insane. this, all these things happening in the world, the world is going crazy. crazy. You have a different perspective on it. What do you think about what's going on right now? Man, are you an optimist or a pessimist? I'm pretty much a pessimist. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a, a you know, this is a glass half empty, glass half full. You know, I'm one of those people that's kind of like, don't trust anybody. <laughs> Everybody's crazy. Is that, <laughs> is that even water in the glass? <laughs> you know what I'm Everybody's crazy. Man. We got that in from Flint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so when I'm peeing lead paint, yeah, I dig yeah. it. I dig it. It's crazy, man. Every everything's nuts. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's mad at each other, and and I hate to see it. You know, everybody's split. You know, and it's that identity politics. It's like you're either behind this one or behind that one. And, yeah, and I just fear. I'm like, doggone. And, I, and I'm always hearing people say, well, it's going to take a great tragedy for America to pull together again. But I'm like, damn, why has it got to be that? Yeah, like you why? Know, why does it have to be that? Why can't we just, you know, put put disputes aside? Mm, excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Why can't we put stupid disputes aside, you know, all pull together and make things better, help the people that need help instead of, oh, well, you didn't work hard enough to get what you have. So, you know, yeah. just, yeah. I just wonder crazy. how, because you, you worked in the news, right? Oh, yeah. For and, like, going back to the beginning, I think I mentioned something about the news being overwhelmingly negative. Oh, yeah. So, like, I wonder how much of that, because just day to day, I feel like, Things are generally okay, right? We can go to Food Lion. We can get our groceries. <laughs> we, like, hang out. And then we go home and log on to Twitter, and that's that's where all the outrage is, and that's where all the problems are, and everyone's yeah. yelling about shit. Yeah. But, like, I... Yeah. If, if You know, sometimes I think, too, things were better whenever we weren't so connected because you had to talk. You had to talk to people, and now everybody's into their phones and they're texting and they're tweeting and they, you know, people don't talk to each other anymore. And now it's like I remember I'm this old. TV used to go off at night, <laughs> right? And 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 you know they'd play the national anthem. There was no more programming till six in the morning. But now it's like you can sit in front of the TV, and you have to think about somebody who everybody's got something wrong with them. Everybody's got anxiety about something or PTSD or something, you know? So you have to think you got somebody that's upset, angry, hostile, whatever, worried about something, sitting in front of the TV eight, 10 hours a day and just constant, that constant cycle of this is wrong. Let me show you what's wrong over here. Let me show you what's wrong over here. I will sprinkle in a happy puppy story here, but this is going to happen. This is going to happen. We project this to happen, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, if you just take that stuff in and worry about it and worry about it all the time and you get out, when you finally get out into the community, out into the world, if that's all you've been sucking in, you know, the first time you see somebody that looks like 
what's now perceived as the enemy. Oh, he looks just like that person on CNN that, you know, has been jumping up and down, screaming and hollering, you know, let me suck my chest in it. You know? Yeah. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's strange that you say that because I like had a moment when I was feeling bad. And then I remember listening to like a bunch of positive stuff, mm-hmm. like just like uh, an inspirational stuff. And I re- like it didn't hurt physically, but I remember like just listening to it. And I, I was so programmed to be negative that like mm-hmm. hearing positivity was like hard to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think there are people out there who just haven't heard positivity in so long oh, yeah. that just like hearing something happy like. Hurts. Yep. I actually hated the song "Happy" by Pharrell. <laughs> like, every time like, like nobody's that goddamn happy. <laughs> what the fuck you doing, Pharrell? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't sing a song about it, and I was like, oh, there has to be something wrong with me. Oh like, man, yeah, it's uh, it's wild, man. It's you got work to be positive, but I think that uh, it's doable. Real easy to get caught up in the negativity and just kind of stay in that and. Then you suck all that in. You're putting it out somewhere. You know who are you taking that that hostility out on? Are you taking it out on somebody in your own house? You know, it's uh, the funniest thing uh, that I can remember happening uh, after right after this election. I was in a convenience store. I live out near uh, Rollsville, up in Northern Wake County. I was in a convenience store, and there was a guy with the Make America Great hat on. And um, he was just giving uh, the clerk behind the counter the business. He was just fussing at him about something that, you know, it didn't matter. It was, I don't know if the person gave him back incorrect change or didn't give him back the change quick enough, whatever it was. And the guy was just like, I'll be glad when Trump's president and he sends your ass back to blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so I said, hey, man, um, take off your hat for a second. And he said, what? I said, take off your hat for a second. Let me show you something. He took off his hat and uh, pointed at the label or something. <laughs> Made in China. And he just looked at me, and I shrugged my shoulders, and he started laughing. He said, oh, oh damn. So I said, yeah, man, everything's not what you think, think it, it is, is yeah. all the time. So just, just take a chill. <laughs> just relax. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, people need perspective. Yeah, man. People yes. definitely need perspective. Cause you know you just you sucking all that bad propaganda from wherever you know whichever side, <laughs> and you know you ready to fight everybody. Just angry. Yeah, yeah. Life's Trump, too short for that. Who would have yeah. thought Trump made he created jobs in China? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Maybe we all got to move to China. Wait, we can't do that. We'll Damn get it! Sick. Wait a second. Damn, nothing's working. Nothing's working. So what do you pass down to your kids? Like, if you were to give them an ultimate, like, uh, here are what mistakes are, and here's what I'm trying to tell you not to do, what would you pass down to them? Wow. I would tell them to follow their dreams no matter what. If they want to be freaking street sweepers, man, look, I'd I'd tell them I'm going to love you, and I'm going to drive people around. See that street right there? (laughs) My boy did that. Yeah, see that street? Hey, did you go down Maine today? My girl did that shit, you know. And I'm, I'm just follow your heart, follow your dream, do what you love, do what makes you happy. Get a job doing something that makes you happy. Get a, you know, or create your own job. Just do something that makes you happy, so you don't feel like you're going to work and you know working for the man to get that gold watch. 
you know, oh, great, congratulations. You've been here 30 years. Okay, we got a cake in the break room for you. See ya. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who, yeah. We got to bring unions back to North Carolina. Oh, my God. <laughs> They don't have that, man. Oh, man. Uh, you can't, you can't not here. joke about it at oh, work. I got in yeah. trouble for joking about Lord it. Lord have no. mercy. That's crazy. But but the trash collectors up in New York, they make bank. They don't bull jive up. Oh my god. Because yeah. I was looking, because I was looking up there at jobs and shit. Because I want to move up there. Right. And the trash collectors, man, their union hooked them up, man. and now it's one of those jobs where it's just like, I mean, the application list i mean to get on the list to get the job because everybody wants to do it because they make money wow it's funny to me how someone convinced workers that having a group of them that meet to make sure that they're taken care of is not ideal for them what type of verbal gymnastics exactly (laughs) like what kind of jedi mind tricks did someone pull on you to be like listen Mm -hmm. hey hey john um i know you have a group of people and y'all make sure y'all are taken care of I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, and by the way, yeah. it is in bad taste to talk about salaries. No, yeah. That's great. And John, I promise you, even though we're a multi-billion dollar corporation, we only care about the bottom line. We're going to take care of you if you disband this group. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's insane, yeah. man. That is Trust bad. us. Yeah, yeah, okay. we got you covered. Yeah, I trust it. you. Oh yeah, we'll take care of you. Yeah, your pension's gone. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what happened. What? We can't afford to pay that anymore. Exactly. Your retirement, uh, you're actually going to fund that yourself. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be better for you. You know, and think about how many people that don't even think about those things. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's crazy. Oh, shit, man. I'm dying before I retire. I've already accepted it. <laughs> and there comes a certain freedom when you accept that. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, so we have this part of the podcast we like to call motivational speech. Oh, boy. And uh, we have you give a TED talk, uh, whatever you think people should hear. Um, you look in that camera right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should still be on, which it is. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, yeah, you just gave your motivational speech. Wow, my motivational speech. Wow, let's see. You know, in the words of Sly Stone, you can make it if you try. As long as you don't give up, as long as you believe in you, you can do this. Don't stop believing. They said that. Don't stop believing. All you have to do is keep on pushing. Curtis Mayfield said that. Just don't give up. If you want it, keep going to get it. Don't worry about what other people say. Don't worry about other people's expectations. Just go get it. If it's in your heart to do, do it. And worry about the outcome later. And if you need help, ask for help. But go get it. And if you don't start going to get it, then you'll never get it. And uh, Andrew's going to name your speech. Uh, We're working on uh, slogans for him. Uh... Yeah, that was a speech. Uh, your slogan is uh, um, "Be a champion." <laughs> you guys They're are getting better. You They're guys are better. hired. I love it. I love it. You guys are great. Uh, so, what do you want to leave the people with? Like, uh, this is probably going to air early April. Oh, that's awesome. Well, man, I've really enjoyed being on the show because you guys have a ton of episodes, and I'm, I'm really excited to be on the show. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm puttering along with my podcast, okay. doing the best I can, but you guys are inspiring me. I'm like, they got how many episodes?
<laughs> that's what's up. So uh, definitely, man. Um, hope people can get out and come see a show out of Bud's Tavern. Uh, let's see. Like I said, I've got the I got the podcast. I do a stand up. I do a hosting events. Car YouTube channel. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Why wouldn't even talk about that? Yeah, yeah I, forgot, I, was, I forgot that. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I work with these guys, and they uh, had a TV show, and now it's a YouTube show. Two big guys on cars, and that's about to start the second season. So yeah. definitely, definitely. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna keep at it. And all right. Keep sweet. on. That's it. Sponsors. Send me a sponsor. <laughs> that's it. You got it, man. Drew Gleasy. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Andrew Gleason NC. Follow Humor in Mistakes on Instagram, humor.in.mistakes. Follow us, like us, comment, engage with us on Facebook. Leave a uh, review on iTunes. We want to hear from you. Uh, follow me at I Keep It McGrill. Uh, thank you, little mistakers, for listening. Thank you for the support. And uh, remember, mistakes are okay. We out. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers.